Welcome to the Simply Home Podcast, where we educate, inspire, and entertain real estate entrepreneurs seeking a casual and practical podcast. We're here to simplify your life and business. You can find growth anywhere. And as long as you have an open mind and take those opportunities to learn, then you're going to grow from it. The easiest thing, too, is just always being in your zone of genius. What you are passionate about and are good at. The mindset shift is drastic. When you're when you're thinking of, I am this person, as opposed to, I want to become, or one day I will be, is, is huge. I feel like a lot of real estate companies have been putting a focus on themselves, basically. I've, recently, we've been putting it on the agents, and that's when our socials have been doing the best. It's become really personal, and we've gotten a lot more traction. What's up, guys? Oh, my God. Welcome back. back. I'm back. We didn't have story time. What? Oh, I know. I know. I listened we to really the podcast. We, we did really tell a lot of stories, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great time. Well, so, we, you guys did great while I was gone. Better than it, it made me sad that it went so well. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys don't need me. <laughs> that's what we no, said. That's a- <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're horrible. Wow. All right, anyway, so <laughs> to introductions here. We have the man that needs no introduction, but whose ego demands one. Sean, Mike, you are a CEO. Boom, roasted. That we have Swy, America's most savage, washed up sweetheart and marketing gal. <laughs> Boom, roasted. And we have Brett Rakowski, our COO, the alcoholic that disguises addiction by calling himself yes. a tequila connoisseur. Yes. Boom, roasted. And wow. you have me, Kyle Mann, and I'm back, baby. <laughs> He we have thought, Kyle Mann, he and thought he's going to get boom roasted. <laughs> he thought long and hard into that. He did. I, I missed you guys. Hey, I we did. also did Jeez go hard on you last time. We felt bad. <laughs> I'm not going to feel bad this time, though. Nope. <laughs> not after that intro. <laughs> wow. Uh-oh. He called me an alcoholic, and he only talked about yeah. your ego. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I have an ego. But that's, why, that's why it's a joke. That's why, yeah. No. Grant, you, did you know this You guys are all, you're not washed up. <laughs> You're you, you have you have no ego and you're not an alcoholic. Let's make that clear. <laughs> that was uh, a like good tequila, segue though. into today's episode. <laughs> yeah. Talking about failure. Um, so <laughs> today we really are. We're gonna we want to talk about failure. I know I joke a lot about it on the podcast. I tell a lot of stories. Pretty much the only stories I tell on this podcast are failures. And I, are. I do. <laughs> That's a fact. So, but I um. I think that's a good thing. I think people need to talk about their failures more. I think worse than a failure is the inability to learn from that failure. Um, I think the, the, the takeaways from that failure are the things that help you grow. So being comfortable with the fact that you failed and learned from it, um, is, is a good thing, especially if you aspire to do something great because nothing great comes without some sort of struggle. So uh, I wanted to start off, I, I, I did some quick research, and but research shows that most agents, real estate agents, fail in their first year as being agents. The three most common mistakes, inadequate prospecting, failure to market properties to lead to fast sales, and three, not following up. Um, so I just wanted to first focus on real estate. We are a real estate brokerage. Um, so I want to start first with those three things and see um, if you guys agree with those those top three, if you would add any more, remove any expand on any of those first um, off that second one is horrible because <laughs> failure to market properties lead to fast sales if you if you price it right and it sells quick That's right fair. like yeah so yes yeah, so you have to be able to market but i just when you said that <laughs> one i'm like the three p's That's right a, price presentation promotion exactly uh-huh. but that so explain, so, explain that further said it, i'm like 
oh. <laughs> That's some legit research, but it is legit research. I mean, I would I would agree with all three of those points. Um, so the three P's. What were, what were those? Pricing, promotion, and presentation. That's the the listing formula, if you will, of to ensure that something's going to sell. So promotion, obviously, is the marketing piece. Um, presentation is not really something you can control. It's what the seller has to control. They mm. they make their bed in the morning. They yep. put the toys away. They make the house not smell like wet dog. That type of stuff. Um, and then pricing, there's always an indicator if you're priced accurately. And in this market, you don't, you can just make up a price and it's going to yep. probably sell. But <laughs> in a normal market, um, you, you, you have to, you know, be within reason and then you're going to have different variables. Like if people are driving by and not looking at the house, like not scheduling showings, you're off by a certain percentage. If people are looking and not sending offers, you're off by a percentage and so on. So. Yeah. So, so you would, would you add anything to that list? Um, I would add that people um, think they have more freedom than they have when they become self-employed and in they they want to like live a fun, glitzy life of like talking about how free they are, but they don't treat their career seriously at all. Yeah. Um, and you, we all know as self-employed or previously self-employed, um, that if you don't wake up in the morning and treat it like a job, you're not going to have one. So, um, I think that's one thing I would add. And I think that's a, a really big tripping point is people will like get super excited. You know, they go up this attitude curve, super excited, and then they'll like slam down 60 days. And if they even make it 60 Mm -hmm. days, they didn't get anything done. And then they like try to pick it up and then they just kind of phase out. Um, and it's because they have bad habits. Their, their habits are just not for success yet. Yeah. And so I, I do agree with, with those three to extent of number two, right? Because what you said is to a quick sale, marketing is never going to 100% lead to a quick sale. If it's not price, right, you can do all the marketing Uh, in the world and that property. So two is incomplete. Yeah. So most individuals don't even get to a listing to sell a property quick enough in the first year. So that's why I don't truly believe in, 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 and agree with that one. But the, the, the second, like they don't do enough adequate prospecting versus buyers. Correct. Most of the time they're going to work buyers. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it's, it's, it's an anomaly when a a brand new agent comes in and they start taking on uh, a lot of listings. Right. Um, but the, the follow-up is, is key. The biggest thing, and this was my issue too, is coming into the real estate industry knowing, like, I came into like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be my own boss. I'm going to make my own schedule. And they, like Sean said, they don't treat it as an actual career. Mm-hmm. They they almost treat it as, an ho- as a hobby that they'll do whenever yeah. they want to do it. <clears throat> and so that year goes by and they've only worked four hours a day, really, maybe one by the right. time you look at how Real long. Work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the, the biggest thing and this was me when I started is I didn't have systems process I didn't have the right mentorship to I didn't understand how to run a business right it was just okay I'm going to come in and find out what my broker tells me to do and we all know most brokers don't they know what they're doing but they're not the right person to train uh, individuals they've never had a successful business that's not all that's just a lot of them that are out there Um, and so I went to a broker that had a lot of experience, but her experience was only with for sale by owners and that was it. And that's not my style. Mm. So it took me a lot longer to, to figure that out. But the biggest thing I see is 
one, no discipline, horrible habit, you know, like those things that all go and they, it's just personal development that most individuals need before they get into real estate. Uh, and then understanding that it's not an easy, like they think, oh, I'm going to come in and it's unlimited income. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll, I'll add no. to it though, too, of people like think that they're being productive when they're really just yeah. looking for anything to do other than the thing they need to be doing. Yeah. Um, and that's a huge, huge thing. Cause they go, God, I'm so busy. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And they're working. I wrote an email to my, my <laughs> title company. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're working like on instead of in, Yep. you know, they're like, Oh, well, you know, I'm busy. I'm, I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm doing everything else, but they're not talking to people yeah. and you can't yeah. sell anything if you're not talking to people. So, um, I would, I would tell people first off, like stop lying to yourself <coughs> yeah. and do the hard thing. Cause the hard things, the thing you need to be focused on. Yeah. That's like, um, I mean, anytime you're in sales or any type when your, your livelihood is dependent upon how many jobs you close or how many houses you sell. I think a lot of times, and I think you mentioned this before at some point at an orientation where early on, I think people get caught up in this, like you sell a big house and that means you can relax for a while. Yeah. You're like, oh, yep. I have enough income to yep. last a few months. Yeah, that means I can kind of, even if it's subconscious, even if it's, you know, <coughs> like, whoo, made it. Yeah, yeah. I can relax now. I can like, kinda, I got yeah. a $10,000 check. I'm yeah. good for like yeah. three months. <laughs> three months goes by real, real fast. fast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that could be, you know, not having your, your funnel filled constantly would yep. be a, would be an issue. Well, as well, people are too impatient. They're too short sighted. Yeah. Like, yeah. and that's the one thing that I learned in real estate to be really successful. When you have a conversation, this goes to point three, follow up. When you have a conversation with an individual, you know, most of the, the realtors who are starting, they're hungry. Like they're out there. They want to get going today. Right. And so when they talk to somebody and they go, oh, you know, I'm six, nine, 12 months out, they go, okay. And then they forget about them. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, like, no, like you need yeah. to like nurture that relationship because in nine months you're going to be in the same position you're in today, yep. except you just had somebody who's here. Um, and you really need to shift to a long sighted approach, uh, because if you're too short sighted, everybody slips through the cracks and you're constantly looking for that next instant instead of realizing that you're nurturing something that's long term for you know, actual continuous success. Yeah. It turns into that commission breath, right? You, yeah, that's a you, brutal way to yeah, live. 100%. Yeah. hundred percent. And you start treating every client as such, right? As your next commission, because you are hurting right now. You don't have enough in the pipeline. You haven't built a true business. And it, there's brain fart number one. Oh, oh that was quick. That was a quick one. Wah, wah, I didn't have one. Wah, wah. <laughs> I didn't have one all last, <laughs> all last episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you get, you get into that, <clears throat> into that habit where you're chasing that, that, that quick pay, that quick cash. And you for, like, like Sean, you forget about those that are nine months and it's, it's that roller coaster. You get something, even if it's a $30,000 commission in, okay. By the time you go out and you buy your new clothes and maybe get your new car, like it's gone. Yeah. Right. And so just, you know, for me, I, I tr full transparency, I lived that for the first two, three years of my career. I didn't have enough. I mean, it took me 18 months to sell one property. Um, that must have sucked. It took me bro. 42 days luckily I had first paycheck. Luckily I had. <laughs> There's the ego. Luckily I had money set aside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no that helps. Um, yeah, so it, it's it's just staying off of that roller coaster and understanding that the business is always there and you only fail if you quit. Right. I didn't quit. I could, I should have, 
I should have quit somewhere along I, I mean, <laughs> along the 18 months, but <laughs> I, I'm just too too stubborn. To yeah, I almost quit. Yeah. I mean, so did I. Like, I started in July of 2015. I sold 11 houses quick, and then I made nothing for seven months. I sold, made six, seven thousand dollars in commission from October until April, end of April of 16. And at the award ceremony at the company I was at, I won rookie of the year and I'm standing up there taking my rookie of the year trophy plaque thing with the CEO of the company feeling like an absolute fraud because I hadn't sold anything. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I haven't even closed one deal at this company and you guys are honoring me with rookie of the year because I sold 11 houses the previous two two months. Um, And I just felt like a total fraud. And then come like March, April, I'm talking to my wife and I'm like, you know, maybe, maybe the person that told me that I was going to fail if I didn't learn from them was right. And mm-hmm. maybe I should just hang it up while we're in this situation and like go into a different industry. Cause maybe I do suck at real estate. Like, yeah. and those are the stories that like you start perpetuating in your mind when you start having failure after failure after failure and time isn't mm-hmm. really on your side towards success. And, um, it's a really tricky, dangerous landscape. Like you have to, you have to get out of that and get into a mindset of like, what am I doing every day that's an income producing activity? Where am I actually spending my time instead of lying to myself about how I'm spending my time? Um, and what's a story of positivity that I can tell myself every single day to shift out of this negative mindset? Cause all of your actions every single day are going to be tied to the energy in which you're putting forth. And if you've got a negative energy, your actions suck. And if you've got a positive energy, you could be not as productive as, as peak, but you could, uh, very easily, um, start to convince yourself out of that negative. So you get that, that positive traction, but yeah, I had, I had <laughs> job offers lined up, right? Like make it 50, 60 year, 60 a year plus commissions and, and sales jobs. And I'm, something told me just like st- stick with <laughs> it. stick with it. I said, well, it, it came back to having to go like clock in and clock out every single day. Yeah. Make the phone Sucks calls slave, every Yeah. I'd rather be a slave to myself, right? Being honest. And and oh. and <laughs> <laughs> and and cl- you know, and, and having to make the dials like yes, I I got to a point where I liked making the dials in my business and connecting with people and stuff like that. So it took me a little bit I was I imagine I took an, to I took a job. I just never showed up. <laughs> I, I imagine like trying to like getting a paycheck and then slacking off until your next, the next time you need a paycheck. I imagine it's like being in school, never doing your homework, never doing any, anything outside of the classroom itself. And then expecting to show up for the test and know what you're doing. Like that's, I mean, it worked out for me, but in college, no, I dropped no, out of college. Dropped oh, out. Okay. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Oh, college. Yeah, yeah, college no, I dropped out of college. Yeah. yeah. See, that's where I broke because yeah, I could do that in high school, but it doesn't yeah. work in college. Yeah, um, so I, where you have been competing my whole life your whole life yeah how did you like until was there a moment up. until became, yeah, yeah. <laughs> although you just signed up for another competition i, I you? signed up for a competition at the end of the month Sweet. yeah you were late today i didn't hear but oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just messing with you but yeah i'm doing a crossfit competition at the end of the month we don't have hours at simply home we have get the job done <laughs> yes <laughs> 
AKA text Brett at 11 o'clock at night saying, hey, by the way, I won't be hey. there in the morning because my yeah. flight is stuck. Yep. AKA, I got, I got stuck. Yeah. yeah. So, what were you asking me? Sorry. Well, I was going to say, like, competing your whole life, unless you are an absolute prodigy, at some point you had to fail um, oh, yeah. in that process. So how do you, somebody who's very competitive, like, how did you... One, how did you handle the failure and how did you turn it into a positive? So maybe you tell a story about like a yeah. time. So I guess, so with gymnastics, I went out on an injury. As I was coming back, I just kind of realized I just wasn't as passionate about it anymore. It was one of those that we were, I remember we were supposed to go back on January 4th or so I thought. And the third, my mom's like, hey, put your Leo on, you're going to practice. And I had a meltdown. It's like, no, it's tomorrow. So mentally, I was, <laughs> It was about time for me to be done with that, and I kind of knew I wanted to switch to cheer. Um, so all of my cheer, all of the years, um, freshman, sophomore, and junior year, I was so lucky to be a part of an awesome program. Like, we won nationals all three years. And my fourth year, we barely lost. <laughs> so oh. we got second, and that was probably my biggest failure because cheer's a year-round sport, and I'm mm -hmm. going for, I mean, tryouts were less than a month after nationals, so... You just, you just jump right back right into back the next into year. And at that age, I was 17. And so that was the biggest thing I had faced. And at that point, I had to realize, and it took a little bit, but cheer's not everything. Um, I could have gone to a bigger college for cheer, but it was one of those that I had to realize, I mean, cheer really isn't everything. So you're either going for your education, for your future, or you're going to cheer somewhere and you're going to get something subpar. So, uh that is how I overcame it. I had to just realize, like, sit down with myself and look in the mirror yeah, and know that, that that's just not everything. Those su those successes are not everything. Those failures don't define you. Um, so you just kind of had to take inventory. Yeah. Those I think are tough moments, too. When you have to, like, sit down and look in the mirror and have that, like, reality talk with yourself mm -hmm. and you go, yeah, this doesn't. This isn't what I, I didn't clean for, my room for three months. Yeah, that's a little melodramatic. But I was seventeen. I was <laughs> still. Fair. I'm at home. That's I'm fair. like, I was so ice sad. Ice cream containers. I don't all know if I ever right. actually cleaned my room. I think I was just throwing my crap in my closet until my mom was like, "Hey, <laughs> well, I know what's my under bed the bed." Was in my closet. <laughs> I didn't clean. I reorganized. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> reorganized through yeah. chaos. Yes. <laughs> well, I, my bed was in my closet, so I had nowhere to stuff it. Oh, like all the junk. Yeah. I had a huge closet. They didn't build They did not build this house proportionally. And so my bedroom, oh. I had a queen size bed in there and all of my clothes and everything. It was oh. really cool. And my That's room was cool, set actually. up like a lounge. I had a mini fridge. And oh, she had like a bar nice. <laughs> with a tequila <laughs> collection. Yeah, I'm, try I'm trying to not. envision this room and I just can't. I'll find pictures for you one day. Was Harry Potter, did right. it feel like a biography for you? Right. Did it? Literally was someone this, made a joke about that this past week. Someone's like, no Sir Wiley loves Harry Potter so much that she had to embody it growing <laughs> up. Like, hmm. Did you Maybe. watch a reunion? I haven't yet. I was Ooh. watching the trailer for it as you were walking no, in. And like we were eighty percent started. of people are dead. Mm. <laughs> I've <What>? never. Uh, <laughs> no, I've never even. It's not it. that. A lot of the actors and actresses, oh, they were older. Oh yeah, and it's yeah. twenty years. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah. One of them died in the that, middle of filming. Yeah, yeah. 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 After the first. Um, <clears throat> so I do want to share. That's a staffing nightmare. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, <laughs> just people dying We've all just, the time. Yeah. No, just imagine like you're, you know, it, it happens in movies, but yep. imagine oh, like you yeah. filmed like seven months and then somebody dies and you haven't finished filming. Didn't that happen in the Fast uh, and Furious movies? Yeah, Paul Walker. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I've never seen any of those either. But Me either. yeah. What? Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So <laughs> so heartbroken. <laughs> what? Uh, I, I do want to share it. So do you guys have, um, and I want just not only just to be a sharing of, of, of failures, but <clears throat> specifically what you were able to, what you did to overcome it to, in in the hopes of hearing us talk about these failures, other people can be encouraged when they're feeling, because man, when you're, especially if you have failure after failure after failure, when that starts adding up, it doesn't, you forget what it feels like to win and it's hard to pick yourself back up. After. Mm-hmm. So do you guys have a story that you would like to share about a failure that you've had um, and how you overcame it? How, ma- how much time do we have? Yeah. <laughs> pick your favorite. Um, pick your favorite, favorite failure. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. I have so many. Um, I was actually, I was kind of laughing. Um, two things. One, this looks like my eye and I'm like envisioning trying to put a contact, a contact in, in it. it. <laughs> Solid. And I'm like, oh look, it's my eyelid, and <laughs> I tried to get contacts a month he has ago, PTSD and he from cannot it. put and I can't it in. Get a <laughs> contact in my eyeball. So there's a failure. Failure story number one. He hasn't um, overcome it yet. <laughs> <laughs> haven't overcome it. I'll let you know. Um, no, I mean I remember. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot, but I remember a, a point in my life in which I had had so many failures after failures after failures that I literally couldn't remember what it was like to have $20. And like, I asked someone if I could hold their $20 bill just so I could like envision myself having $20. Cause I couldn't, I couldn't (coughs) get there. Like it it had just been kick after kick after kick after kick. And I'm just like, I, I have no idea. Um, and I've overcome that one. Um, yeah. Well, what did you like? What, Cause you, I know you've talked about mantras, you've talked about books, like <laughs> yeah. what, what in that situation, what got you out of so it? So in that situation, that was actually the point in time that I read, uh, secrets of the millionaire mind by T Harvecker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started to realize the little things, the little things, um, about how the pathways are designed in the brain based off of thought patterns and otherwise. And so I started researching that and then I ended up getting a job, but at the same time I stumbled into Grant Cardone started listening getting those nuggets. It was a lot of self self-development really. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. is what probably pulled me out of that. Um, and just a will to not fail. Yeah. Like I, I always had a deep understanding that you don't fail if you don't quit. And so I was like, all right, well if I don't quit and I keep going and it was, there was a lot of pressure. I mean, I had in-laws going to, you know, you need to just, you know, put this dream of being an entrepreneur away and you need to just go work a real job like everybody else. You need That's this, tough. you need that. And, um, I was almost considering going into the air force. Like I had met with recruiters and, um, I was like, maybe there's a way that I could do this. And then I was trying to get as, as an air traffic controller and there's just all these different things. And I didn't know what I was wanted to be when I grew up. Um, I just knew that <laughs> I wanted, still doesn't. <laughs> I just knew I wanted $20. Um, and it's, it's difficult, <clears throat> but the self-development piece is huge. I mean, I yeah. think if people would take the time that they're down because it happens to all of us uh, and it doesn't matter where you are in life, there's always a, a rock bottom whether it's circumstantially, mentally, emotionally, whatever. Um, But if you take that time and you allocate that time to improving yourself and learning from people who are in a position in which you're not, uh, then the the only way, as cliche as it is, is up. It's kind of weird 
that there's this um, there's this feeling around self help books when you you say that you're reading a self help book that people are like they feel weird about it like almost like doggy for reading a self help book and it's kind of a weird thing to like I don't need advice from somebody. I think it's that whole philosophy. It's weird. Well, that's that, ego. I'm about to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's ego. <laughs> so, so Sean doesn't have an ego. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things too, though, that people put way too much stock into what other people say about your life. Mm. Yeah. Like just like if somebody's not uplifting and supportive, then go find new friends. Yeah. That was one of the things that Enrique, um, one of the agents that was with me when we joined this or when we started this thing. Um, we were talking about the other night, uh, over a drink about the fact that like he was fortunate to go through, like, I guess we'll call it mentorship. It was really just on the job training. Mm -hmm. I would like send him a video and be like, this is how you do it. Stop calling me. Um, (laughs) and he, he persevered and he figured it all out. But every single time, like I had just gone through those steps of like, quote, coming up or whatever they call it. And so like, I told him ahead of time, like, all right, bro, like you're going to hit this point. And then your family and your friends are basically going to hate on you and disown you because they're trying to pull you back down to Mm -hmm. their level. So you need to be aware of the fact that this hate and everything's going to come at you. And he went directly through it. It was just like, it was almost being like, Hey, there's a cloud right there and it's going to be really bumpy when you fly through it. And then you Mm -hmm. fly through the cloud and it's bumpy. It was just like back to back. And we were talking about it because one of his first ever clients was his cousin And they don't talk to this day. Like the cousin, like flat out, is like, no, I don't want anything to do with you. And it's wow. it's one of those things like you have to disconnect from those people who are trying to hold you back, and you have to learn from people because there are so many people who have gone through this journey. Whether it's reading a self help book um, and focusing on what that person's journey was, or just finding the closest person to you who personally you know that's gone through that and talking to them and learning from them. Uh, but also you don't just have to learn from just a successful person. Um, one of the big takeaways I had earlier this year was I talked to a CEO of a company who he's grown it from, uh, I think five years ago, he had 2,500 employees today is 10,000 employees. Um, they're worth a bunch, <laughs> like they're doing 200, Bees. like two, yeah, they're Bees. doing $250 billion <clears throat> a year in revenue. Wow. And I was like, who was your mentor? And he goes, I just learned from every single conversation. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who he's talking to. You could be talking to the janitor and there's something you can learn from that mm-hmm. individual. And so I think if you keep that open mind, that's the, these days, that's the, what I would say is the best way to, to learn instead of just focusing on one individual. That's powerful. Learn from everybody you come in contact with. Yep. They don't have to be, yeah. They don't have to be one step ahead. They mm-hmm. can just, yeah. Brett, do you have any failures? Any failure stories? I got one. <laughs> He's got that <laughs> orange bag. The yep. orange bag. The orange bag. Yeah. I yep. noticed orange it. It's in the office bag. now. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be hung on the wall. <laughs> um, yeah. So the biggest failure for me, um, and I don't know if I've told this on the podcast or not, but I've said this a lot and, uh, and, it wasn't necessarily like, hey, one specific like action caused a failure. It was a lot of, and that's when I, when I, speaking of the bag, when I hit that rock bottom, sleeping out of an orange Nike duffel bag that's in the office, that is a real thing now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just a myth for a little bit. Uh, no, <laughs> um, but going going through that and specifically the the lowest point i ever had was the day that i had my car repossessed out of my now wife's 
I don't know if I've told you this, but my wife, her driveway, right? So I was just staying there that night. We weren't even really dating. We weren't even official. <clears throat> and uh, she walked outside the house in the morning. Um, and she's like, Brett, where's your car? I'm like, What do you mean? I was like, she's like, it's not in the driveway. I was like, well, it must have been stolen. I knew exactly. Yeah. I knew. Can I say right. how impressed I am by this tow truck driver to track you down, though? Bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hey. Yeah. Kudos to that guy. Yo, 100%. That's why I was like, oh, I hid. I I'm, hid my car I in my friend's backyard for three Yo, months. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. I, I didn't go to any house bro, for, for a good six months. And I never told this story. I actually traded cars with somebody. I was driving a Chevy. A Chevy. He couldn't. And it wasn't like purposely. This was like after I had the, the car for three months and then I stopped. Ma I couldn't make payments, but he had the car for like six months. I was driving his truck because he couldn't, he had bought a house and he couldn't park his truck in his HOA, like in his yeah, neighborhood. Yeah. So we just swapped cars for a little bit. They were the same price. I'm like, all right, fuck it, whatever, like, let's go. <laughs> and then uh, he's like, hey, you know, I'm, I need my truck back. I'm actually going to go buy a car. I'm like, all right, fine. Yeah. And I How purposely I didn't go back <laughs> anywhere around. I didn't go to my office. I, I work from coffee shops. I was like, there's no way this guy's finding me. Got oh, him. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so woke up, woke up this morning, that morning. We're actually about to go to, uh, to get breakfast. And uh, I don't even know what day. I think it was on a Saturday or something like Saturday morning. And whatever walk out to that i lied to her and then something just like hit me in the, the like the gut like just just tell her the truth yeah um and so broke down to her told her everything that was going on like um you know you know i've been paying her mortgage stuff like that like i had a little bit of money at that point but i was putting her finances and and us going out and whining and dining her in front of my own to cause that um, and so in that moment with me telling her and the way that she reacted by saying, she literally said, all right, what the f are you going to do about it? Right. Literally in those words. Yeah. And sorry, Grant, for making you bleep that, but <laughs> he's writing down the timestamp right now, <laughs> but what are you going to do about it? Um, and so like, I always envision that every time I hit a, every time I failed in something or make a bad decision or, um, need to to take myself to the next level like what am i going to do about it um and so seeing her react that way and not judge me and not decide oh well i'm only dating him so because because his car was repossessed and he can't afford that that i'm just going to leave him so it was in that moment that i said well one like this is the one i want to be with the rest of my life and two i said i will never put us in a situation that will ever, ever, ever lead to this outcome, ever. And so that was my, like, put your big big boy pants on and, like, let's get, get after it. Now, I'm not going to say that that's ne that hasn't led to more failures, of course, right? This last year um, wasn't the greatest for my personal business. Well, one of my personal businesses, um, but I'm in the process of revamping that and getting that, that going. Um but it all came from bad decision-making, switching off or stuff like that, right? And so um, I made, I'm making sure that I'm able to learn from my failures and 
not like I, I was always the person that I'd get to that rock bottom and I'd linger and I'd let myself like boohoo Brett. Like, you know, it's kind of weird because you in those moments, it almost feels good to, to, to be that way. And I've heard multiple people say this that are like depressed, but the attention, <laughs> the attention that you get when you're like, when you can tell other people can tell that you're down, like mm -hmm. you know, they reach out, they, they, you know, they give you a little extra attention. A little little, yeah. And I think that some people get really caught up. And then when that becomes your reality, it's just, it's hard to get out of that. <clears throat> I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it's fun or, uh, <laughs> well, no, I'm not. Yeah. yeah. I don't agree or, with it, but I have heard. Yeah. Or no, I can I see that. Yeah. yeah. I can see why that would be a thing. I personally have been almost called a robot these days because I've gotten to where I'm so solution oriented that if you punch me in the mouth, I'm going to like instantly go to solution. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. yep. I don't even feel it anymore. I just go, Oh, that didn't work. Pivot, you yeah. know? And I think that's where you have to get because mm -hmm. the self wallowing leads to the continued negative thoughts, which yeah. leads to the continued lack yeah. of production, which leads 100%. to the continuation of the same the cycle, cycle over and over and over again. Yeah. Yep. And that was, and that was me in those moments. Right. And so now it's when I get to a point and I'm like, you know, and I, figure out that the decision I made was not the right one. I'm okay with it. I'm not going to sit there and like, what am I going to do about it to make it right or to fix the situation or to come up with the solution? Right. It, it's, it's, if you're not learning, like a failure doesn't even have to be like a mistake that you made or hitting rock bottom. A failure right. could be a, we talked about this the other day being okay. And you said it and I'm like, all right, well, yes, it was, in a argumentative conversation via text, it wasn't really an argument, but it wasn't an agreement. And he's like, why can't we just, why can't we just accept the fact that we made a wrong decision? I'm like, Sean, <laughs> write that down. Like, you're right. That's how I live, but I'm in the moment and I just, you know, so it, but just understanding, understanding that it could just be a decision. You made the wrong decision. Don't, don't linger on that. Like I was and, fix it, come up yeah. with a new solution. It's hard, to, it's hard to have that attitude when you're not surrounded yeah. by people who share that same mindset mm -hmm. too. When you make a, when you, when you have a failure in your life and the sentiment of, okay, let's get over this and like work on a solution when that isn't reciprocated in the group of people you've surrounded yourself with. They that, get that, a new group. They yeah. get a new group. Yeah. 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 I think that's, um, I think that's the right thing to do. Yeah. It's, it's just being okay. It's being okay, acknowledging and, and owning your failure or your mistake or your bad decision. And well, and that's a, it's just a pride thing. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. people have so much pride in what their decision is. Um, or what or their work is. What, yeah. Whatever yeah. it is. Like yeah. I used to, I used to dabble. So my dad's been in the music yeah. industry for a really long time. <laughs> Sean dabbles and, in a lot of things. And <laughs> you know, when you're, you know, when you're younger and everybody goes to that stage of like, I'm going to be a singer. Oh, right, yeah. remember that stage? I had a band called Bedroom Clothing. <laughs> I knew I that couldn't sing. Surprise me at all. <laughs> and his bed was in his closet. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but like I would go through all this hard work, and I would like try so hard to write a song, and I didn't like want my dad to be impressed with it. And instead of not not that he was never impressed or supportive, but he would for <laughs> sure critique it. <laughs> right, right. And when that critique would happen, that's I'd be the like, worst thing, especially from your dad. But it's right. like it's perfect, and like oh, you start getting yeah. all defensive about it. Um, and and I think it's it's just it's a nice thing to realize that critiques come from a good place. Mm. Yeah. And these like negative 
sometimes negative feedback is what you need. Yeah, I hate I hate so when I somebody asks. I got a lot asks. of that growing up. Yeah, yeah. In gymnastics, I, bet, I was getting oh, yelled at by yeah, grown men constantly. all of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that weird? My wife too. Same. Like she, I was stone cold. Like until I European, was in college, European, I didn't cry. Like hardcore. You didn't cry until college. <laughs> like I would cry. <laughs> But what I'm saying is God, like- I cried before college. Yeah. <laughs> college was the only time I didn't cry. That's what I'm saying. Like for the longest time, go. I was, I was just too like, drunk. I was so unemotional. Yeah. So- With anyone Kyle. Could, yeah. <laughs> anyone could yell at me and I was, I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. at 10 years old, a grown man is yelling so hard in your face that spit mm. is flying. There, they have a quote. But it, it would just piss you off, and then you would I, show yeah, them off. Oh, exactly. yeah. And yeah. you'd be better. Right. Yeah, like, and I'm, to me, that's a solution mind. Yeah. Like, yeah. You get yelled at and critiqued, and you go, I'll show you. And yeah. 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 You I'll didn't really have time for better. pride. Yeah. yeah. There's, um, there's a quote. <clears throat> um, I bleeped myself. <laughs> you guys can all take a note. <laughs> In giving advice, seek to help, not please your friend. Say so, that one more time. Yeah. yeah. In giving advice, mm. seek to help. Not please, mm. your man. People mm -hmm. pleasing is a death sentence. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna say earlier. Like, I, I, I hate when people come to just go to people for advice and then they give you their actual opinion about it, and it's not what you wanted to yeah. hear. Yeah. And right. You get so upset. Like, <laughs> like well, wait then a minute. don't ask. It's I, like I you got. You know I your got, friends. You have to talk to yeah. that that are gonna fluff you up. Yeah. 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 And so, I love this. My my, <laughs> and I this this made me really comfortable telling people my true opinion or like giving you the actual advice you should hear or mm -hmm. I think you should hear mm -hmm. if you're coming to me for it is obviously you always want to say your wife looks beautiful but my wife kept saying like don't just tell me to tell me like the first time I was like all right the first time I do this she's really gonna hate me no she was cool about it she's like all right so we'll like she was at, I do that like, stuff. How do I look? Time. And I said, Well, that doesn't really <laughs> kind of go together. So let's change the top. Yeah. You know, and it's, but now it's okay. Now I say, but now I know that I've done it. She doesn't, she didn't get by it, right? She didn't get upset. So I've been okay. Now, obviously, you have to know who you're speaking to. Sometimes you just, there's a way. Yeah. You have I, to be yeah. polite or Miller's colorblind. So I'll be like, is this outfit look good? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. You're lying. <laughs> I, uh, I I'm, purposely mismatched. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not big on resolutions, but <laughs> this is stupid. Uh, the day before new year's, I was like, I want to make a pact with myself that in 2022, I am so honest and direct with people that I get a new nickname that's like, and I couldn't come up with a good nickname. So you're really creative that, that it would be like, I don't know, like no BS Sean or something like that. It's just like, he's just going to tell you how it is, whether you want to hear it or not. Cause it like not truthfully life is so much easier when you just like say what you mean. Yeah. Instead of like trying to sugarcoat it, beat around the bush, make people feel better. Like, and there's obviously there's a way to say things without yeah. being an ass, but yeah. Um, but you can be very direct and say, Hey, I don't like this. And then it saves the whole back and forth of the conversation. Yeah. So. Well, then to bring that full circle, it becomes easier to call yourself out on, mm -hmm. on BS, right? To call mm -hmm. yourself out on your fa failures. Yeah. If you can't be honest with somebody that's asking you for your opinion and you can't even give your own opinion, you're never going to give yourself your own opinion. Yeah. You're never going to think, oh, well, maybe I did fail. No, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread, right? But it's not. Yeah. That's the reason why you're not making money. Yeah. It's the reason your business isn't growing. It's, it's hard to find that harmony because the extreme of that is constantly doubting yourself, mm -hmm. you know? So you, mm -hmm. finding that middle ground is, I think, a combination of surrounding yourself with people that 
We'll give you your honest feedback. There for the longest time. Did you guys watch the Truman Show? Nope. Mm-hmm. No. What? It's just you here. All right, Grant. Yeah. Just you. Of course, so Grant, Grant would have one. Right. So the Truman yeah. Show, a great movie uh, with Jim Carrey in it's it. But movie? essentially, yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, I know what it is. So I thought it was a show. I've seen bits and pieces of it, <laughs> but okay. I've never watched the whole thing. So I'm not going to tell you I've watched it. So I've essentially, watched. his whole life is a lie. He's on a big movie set about the size mm-hmm. of an entire state. Uh, <laughs> everyone in his life is an actor and everything is fake like his whole life that he lives is fake is it called america all i all, all i can picture right now the only <laughs> isn't it like a, a satellite or a camera falls out of yeah, yeah 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 so it's kind of like there for a while i <laughs> there for a while i need to watch it i was in high school and i was like i wonder am i just really stupid and people are too nice to let me know like, is that just a Could thing? It was I just wonder the, that I'm, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, are people just really, was I hired because they need a diversity hire? <laughs> <laughs> we got to have one stupid guy on the non yeah, right. <laughs> No. Um, and then, and then we had this conversation last night. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. We won't yeah. know that one, though. It's <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there, there's, um, I think the the gist of, of today um should be that failure is good if you learn Failure's from it. Failure is great. Yeah. If you learn from it, I would add that caveat. Because if you fail over and over again and repeat the same failure over and over again, at that point, the failure yeah. becomes uh, a failure. I don't think a failure is a failure until you've decided not to learn from it it's or insanity. choose not to It'd become insane. Oh. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And to take it back to the top, it's 89%, right? Of agents fail mm-hmm. in the first three years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Eek. Yeah, it's not a good success no, rate. No, it's terrible. And the average real estate agent makes less than thirty grand a year. Bro, you can go to Walmart and make more money. Yeah. yeah the, the average, average, the real average estate full-time agent. real estate agent makes sixty-three thousand a year. Yeah. Full-time. Well, supposedly. And he, here's what here here's the biggest thing. <clears throat> Everyone comes into the and this was me, came into real estate thing like, oh, I'm gonna own my own schedule, I'm gonna work whenever I want, this, that, and the other. Nah. And then I went and then I went into okay now i have to work all the time yeah but now that i know how to run a business how to build a business how to truly delegate i'd work less now if i was full-time in real estate than i did five years ago yep right just knowing what i know now yeah so it it's everyone that comes in is going to go through those cycles if they truly get the right mentorship like developing themselves and can learn from their mistakes, their failures, they will get to a point in their career, as long as they keep pushing it forward, where they will have systems, processes, things dialed in that they don't have to work 120 hours a week. I think the only way that you ever actually get to success is to like drop the fear of failure Mm. um, and embrace failure because Mm. that's, that's it. Because if you don't, you're going to be so stuck trying not to fail. Like, I can't tell you how freeing it is. You know, people go, I don't know how you take on the risk or took on the risk to build this company. Like, it's a big undertaking, everything else. And if you look at it and you go, what's the worst that can happen? Uh, I've already I, been I to the bottom. Your fear. Yeah. Right? Huge, huge like proponent. If you've already, yeah, if you've already been I to the bottom. I got a siphon water from the neighbor. Like, we've already done yeah, that. Like already been <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. And now with the knowledge I have... I could rebuild this mm-hmm. quick. I could get rid of everything that I own today 
as long as I had the tools, as long as I had the tools that I needed to rebuild. And even then I could find the tools. Yeah, again. But the there's tools. no sound like the Michael fear. Scott paper company you know the from the office. He's <laughs> like, I can build a hundred companies, <laughs> but you can't get rid of this one. On that note, <laughs> uh, we have Sean, Sarah Wiley Armstrong, Brett Rakowski, myself, Kyle Mann. And Grant, I didn't forget about you. This is Grant, Say our producer, up, Grant? whose horrible taste in TV shows is only followed by his horrible taste in hockey teams. Hey guys, oh. it's Swy. Thank you for joining us this week, and we really hope you got some useful information and we made your day a little bit better. If you're interested in joining the movement of realtors getting their time and life back, check us out at joinsimplyhome.com on the browser, at Simply Home on socials, or in the description. See you next week.